here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. SAFM 106.6 FM in Mangaung. Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. It's nine minutes after two, so today on Who Is, we're looking at the life of Joyce Piliso Soroka. Who is this formidable woman is the question we're asking today. So in 2016, the University of Johannesburg awarded Joyce Piliso Soroka the Ellen Kuzwayo Council Award. Just take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a great pleasure to present Joyce Piliso Soroki, a worthy recipient of a 2016 Ellen Kuzwire Awards. It is interesting to note that Joyce and Ellen both contributed a significant part of their lives towards the well-being of the YWCA. Not only did she occupy highly distinguished positions within that organization, but she also played a significant role in the reconciliation process in this country. For a woman who has stood for gender equity, has made a significant contribution to women's rights in this this country, and above all, has played a significant role in the evolution of our newly formed democracy, we wish to honor her for that important contribution. I'm I'm Joyce Roque. Uh, Ellen Kuzwayo and I worked for many years in the Young Women's Christian Association. She was the General Secretary of the then Transvaal YWCA, whilst I was the General Secretary of the National YWCA as a whole. She did projects in the Transvaal, which I was coordinating with other provinces and Ellen, I learned a great deal from Ellen. She was a very brave woman and she was straightforward and fearless when she was determined that she is doing the right thing. Well, I think it's an honor, a great honor and a privilege for me. And I guess they don't give such awards without much thoughts and I just feel that the fact that they decided to give me that award is that maybe they're aware of some of the humble contributions I have uh, made in our country to change the quality of life of our poor people and, and women in particular. So on the line is the author of the newly published book called Joaha in Duna's Daughter. She is a formidable Joyce Notemba Pili So Siroke, who joins me now on the line. Good afternoon, Makulu. Thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Oh, thank you for making that time to possible so that I could also 
talk to your listeners. <laughs> you speak of Ellen and share Kuz- my story. <laughs> yes, you you speak of Ellen Kuzwayo and say she was brave, and and we can say the same thing about you. You grew up in Crown Mines. You were, uh, I suppose, in privileged surroundings. One would argue there was absolutely no need for you to be an activist. What led you to a life of activism? You know, when I was growing up at home, I I used to be impressed and inspired by by, by watching my mom and her, you know, determination to, to make a difference for women. She served in the, the Zenzele YWCA, which became the, the YWCA of the Transvaal. And I was inspired by that work. And also, apart from my siblings at home, my parents fostered many, many young women uh, from the Transkei who came from unfortunate backgrounds. And we were taught at home to be very much aware about the needs of other people. Mm. So I, I, I just felt that there was something in me that I had to do. Mm. And also to work for that wonderful organization, opened all the avenues and so on. I often, I often think that women who were brought up by men of integrity have a different kind of um, pride in, in how they conduct themselves. They have a different kind of assertiveness. Women who have male allies in their lives are so assured of who they are that they become um, what you essentially became. I want you to just reflect on your relationship, for instance, with your father. My father was the Induna at Crown Mines. And that was, <coughs> sorry, <coughs> and that was a term used by most of the mines for men who were managers. Mm. And, uh, and really, which I thought they should have really called them personnel officers mm. or HR officers, mm-hmm. but they were called indunas. And little did the minds realize that the term induna <coughs> excuse me. No problem. The Induna in the rural areas mm-hmm. was the advisor to the king and also a mediator. Mm. And in some way, my dad at Kranmans was that kind of person. Mm. And at a very early age, I used to watch him and, and, and be impressed because he was able to talk to me about his life and his his. His, his vision, even though I was a young child, and he spoke to me as if I was matured and so on. So quite early in life, I became adventurous and 
very impressed by that <laughs> life. And I, I got lots of lessons from them, both my mom and dad. I mean, you you narrate some really beautiful stories, and I'm going to ask you to narrate for us a, a story uh, that you tell in your book around when you're around eight, when you decided to travel all by yourself in a train, and, and the response from your father being quite quite remarkable, actually. Well, indeed, it was remarkable because I just braved the, the, the situation and went to, to, to Mesa Station, boarded a train to Orlando mm. on, on my own without telling anybody at home. <laughs> and then when I arrived at the station, this woman looks at me when I ask her about, and when I tell her where I want to go to. <laughs> so it's because I was... I was not <coughs> accompanied. She got worried and decided to take me to my sister's home uh, in Orlando because I had wanted to surprise them and just visit them. <laughs> and lo and behold, instead of being excited to see me, they were so shocked. They just put, put me into their car and drove to Mines to tell my parents about my unexpected visit. (laughs) And And of course, (laughs) my dad was with my uncle, Mr. Mayeza, who was his brother-in-law, a very strict disciplinarian. And when he heard the story, he was mad and said to my father, "I I must be punished. And my dad just said, you know, started to hug me (laughs) and said, why should I punish a clever and brave girl like that who was determined to brave the the, the journey and and come so far? And instead, I was awarded with sweets. (laughs) And that is how my, my father felt about me, even though... He also reprimanded me Mm -hmm. for having gone out out like that without telling them at such an early age. Mm -hmm. He had encouraged me in his life to be adventurous Mm -hmm. and to to respond to to my spirit Mm -hmm. because he had discerned that there was this high spirit of adventure Mm. and curiosity, Mm. which I had. My guest this afternoon is Joyce Pelisosiroke, and I'm going to take your calls. I'm going to open the lines up as well as WhatsApps on 0614-104-107. Your comments as well on 011-714-2006. You're listening to Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. And who is this afternoon? We are looking at the life of Joyce Pilisosiroke, uh, who is, and this is important for today's conversation as well, a former chairperson of the Commission on Gender Equality. And I'm going to bring you back into this conversation in light of what we are seeing in this country, the scourge of gender-based violence, what we are seeing uh, pan out. We, we've been seeing a lot of programs happen uh, over the past couple of days because there is now this uh, euphoria during the 16 days of activism. How, when you reflect on the journey that you embarked on since 1999 and where we are today, where are we getting it wrong? Well, Pinello, 
when I was with the Commission on Gender Equality, mm-hmm. we were also faced with the problems of gender-based violence. And we, we, we realized that some of the problems that didn't help, although our government had good laws, you know, and policies that were against gender-based violence and policies that supported gender equality, those laws did not, were not properly implemented because the, 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 the police themselves were not properly trained. Hmm. We talk of Domestic Violence Act, mm-hmm. which gave the police ways of abetting the, the scourge and helping women. And one of the, the, the requirements was that they sh- the women should go to the police and the police should provide that protection. But lo and behold, the police then would just use their uh, 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 patriarchal uh, 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 stereotypes and say to the women, no, you must discuss your problems with your families. Mm-hmm. Go back and didn't do anything about that. Mm-hmm. And they were supposed to, to, to provide safe houses for the young victims of gender-based violence, but they were, those things were not happening. Mm-hmm. And so even the judiciary themselves were not gender, who uh, 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 didn't have the knowledge of, of gender issues, mm-hmm. would just tell the women, no, this, uh, uh, in court, the women would be told that you, you, you have, no, there's not enough evidence and so on. Mm-hmm. But now, Pimelo, my, by my, my hurt is that these problems are recurring so many years after that. And we still don't have a solution to get, uh, 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 fighting a gender, uh, 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 gender-based violence. When you look at your role, though, I mean, is, is there anything when you reflect on your role as the the commissioner on gender equality now that you think you can impart some some sort of insights when you reflect upon what you did now to those who are listening and who are involved now well you know i'm i'm so excited that there are so many young people now mm. who are vocal and who are using their energy to to fight and so I, I'm, I'm pleased about that, mm-hmm. but I'm saying to those young people, don't work alone. Mm-hmm. This is a colossal problem. Mm-hmm. It needs collective power. We must involve everybody in South Africa to be involved in, 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 in fighting this scourge. Mm-hmm. And, and we must just help the government. And there are also good uh, organizations like the Sisonke Gender Justice mm. uh, 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 Organization of Men. So if the women work with the men and we work with the other, we, 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 we have all those uh, 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 organizations and use the skills and the expertise of those women in those uh, uh, 
in those organizations, their resources, and we tackle this thing like we tackled apartheid mm. as a collective of 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 of, of power. Yeah. And I would say to them, you can't do this alone. It is a huge burden. We are faced with patriarchy, which is unmoving. We are faced with a socialization of of of, of girls who are told that uh, men, women are inferior mm-hmm. and subservient. And we should also reach out to the young children right in the schools and introduce such topics for Mm -hmm. them because those boys in that school will learn to respect the girls at an early age Mm -hmm. and we might find that men forget to be domineering and using their power over women. Mm -hmm. It must be included in the syllabus of our schools to help parents who are not able to socialize their children in a different way. You know, you, not only were you a gender activist, which you still are, you also were an apartheid activist. You have sacrificed a lot for this country. There are members of your family whose fate we still don't know yet uh, what was, uh, what became of them. You, There was a marriage that, that ended. There is a lot that you sacrificed for this country. When you reflect now, because it's wonderful to reflect now, you've put a book together much, much later in your life. How do you reflect on where we are as a country right now? Well, I think our country right now is in crisis. We have lost all the excitement that we had in 1994. And much as I am excited about what we did as activists, to destroy apartheid, but I think the 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 the, the transformation period just didn't go well. Mm-hmm. Right now, we are faced with leaders, some leaders who don't respect the constitution, who have let down the nation through this rampant rampant corruption, using the state resources to enrich themselves at the expense of poor people. We still have high levels of poverty. Gender-based violence is still very, very high. It's a a great threat. In fact, we are in the world. We are the most violent country. <laughs> that. And mm. Go ahead, so, go ahead, Ma. But I feel we still have hope. I have hope. There's a future. If, because right now I see, I, I've already mentioned the young women who are determined, who are using their energy and their power, but we also have potential leaders who are waiting there, and we've got foundations that have been set up 
which are already doing so much work. But what we need is for us to take down these blocks that are artificial and come together and work and help the government to improve the situation in South Africa. Let's pause there. Using our skills. Mm. Let's pause there at 2.30 and quickly go to Uzile Saku for the latest in headlines and we'll continue our conversation with Joyce Pilisio Soroke. At SFM Radio and at Pimelo Mutile on Twitter. We're in conversation with Joyce Piliso Siroke, and uh, she's really just reflecting on her life as she pens her memoir, Joacha, in Duna's Daughter. It is now readily available at, at all good bookstores. And I have a surprise for you, Mum Joyce. I have somebody here who, who has a, a word or two for you. Professor Bani Pijana, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us this afternoon. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Tumelo. Thank you very much. Uh, uh, for for me to be part of this conversation. Absolute pleasure. I mean, we are celebrating the life of uh, a colleague, someone that you, you know very well. Uh, what are your your very fond recollections of your relationship with Joyce Pilesu-Seroke? I think the first thing I must say is, say, alala, alala, <laughs> this is just... Um, and the book comes across in every respect, with everything one has known mm. about Mamu Joyce, uh, Joacha, Siroke, Filisum. Mm. Uh, because the book is just her story. Mm. The stories are told exactly the way she would tell them. Mm. And I've, I've known her since I think about 1970, 1970 mm. uh, when she was at the YWCA. Mm. And we were in the South African Students Organization with Rangwezi uh, Nemwekulu, especially. We were busy organizing the older generations, whom, in general, politically, we didn't think very much of. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to bring them in. And, uh, and uh, uh, Mama Joyce's uh, constituency was a very important constituency. Constituency, yours, Renzel, uh, mm-hmm. and and the women and 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 uh, 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 Mrs. Motlana, Sally Motlana, mm. and and that was a very important constituency. Mm. So we 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 walked with Nemukulu, I think, into her office in Bramfontein sometime, and we introduced ourselves. We've never been separated basically mm. since then. <laughs> And uh, we were partners in trying to change this country. And uh, we were very, very, very much part of the internal movement that was going to accompany the the processes of liberation. Mm -hmm. The second thing I wanted to say, just to add to what Mm -hmm. Joaha said, Mm -hmm. you know, this Induna is often misconceived Mm -hmm. because even though... um, Uta Dupiliso was an Induna, as Joachim says, an HR manager, an HR practitioner. Mm-hmm. But in the, the thing we always used to say about apartheid, there was a leveling thing. It doesn't matter whether you are high or low, educated or not educated. In the eyes of apartheid, you were all the same because you are black and you are oppressed. Mm-hmm. You could be a medical doctor in Tatamotana in Soweto. You could be... Um, a, a, a football star 
Lucas Khadev, uh, in the eyes of the of the apartheid system, you are one. Now, Joshua was one person who recognized that right from the beginning. That in fact, the idea of being Induna's daughter mm-hmm. doesn't give you a class above everybody else. As far as apartheid is concerned, mm-hmm. apartheid applied to everybody alike. Mm-hmm. And there was no reason there for, for the daughter of Induna, for even the Induna to be any different or separate. Mm-hmm. And that's why the Pilisos were, in, were involved, um, uh, uh, Mamutuaisi's cousins were involved, they were all in the movement. Notwithstanding that, in, in, in African terms, in Kosa terms, they were a class mm-hmm. above the rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in apartheid terms, they were nothing but bandu. Mm-hmm. And they were oppressed just like everybody else. <laughs> and and Ronda, halala, congratulations. Uh, just your response you, there, you. uh, Mum Joyce, uh, before we let uh, Professor Pijana go, uh, your response to him. Oh, thank you very much, Barney. Uh, I didn't realize I made an impression so many years ago <laughs> when you entered my office. But I'm happy that since that time, we have kept this relationship and we've been involved in issues of, of justice through uh, the YWCA and you with the World Council of Churches. Mm. So I'm also very grateful to have met a person like you and to have been a friend of yours. Mm. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it, Professor Pijana. Thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. Mum Joyce, you know, people speak of, uh, in fact, there there are two accounts. Um, You were quite sturdy. You were quite stern. You were quite forthright. Uh, You've been to prison more than once for the liberation of this country. But there was a humility about you and, and how you were just connected even to areas. You didn't grow up in rural South Africa. You were an urban lady. But you worked in rural South Africa. You were connected to the people of this country in a way that many people would not have been able to adapt. Where did that come from, do you think? Well, I think that comes from uh, the influence of my mother. Mm. Because she emphasized that we must always be humble Mm. and be aware of the needs of other people Mm. and forget about the privileges that we have and we must share. That was the most important thing she said. We must share our knowledge. We must share our resources. We must share our mind and everything with people who were poorer than we were. Mm. And so I, I, I got that. And because she she was involved in the Zenzele movement, they had a beautiful motto, uh, 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 that said, lifting as you climb. Mm-hmm. In other words, you are not satisfied with the fact that you are succeeding, but you must pull the other person who's less fortunate than you. And that was ingrained in my mind for all the time. And that is why 
even though I went to the rural areas for the first time and become shocked by the way, you know, by, 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 by the, 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 the poverty and, and, and the devastation that the women had uh, trying to build their homes without their husbands, my heart opened up to them because of that teaching mm-hmm. that you, you must help somebody else. To one of the things to, to, one of the things that, yes ma yeah one of the things that we we want to ask of you is your thoughts on balance um many women today are are you know conflicted between a very demanding careers raising children um being family uh, wives and so on and, and and leaders in their families others single you were doing a lot in your day. You were an activist. You had a thriving career. You you were a mother. You were a wife. Tell us how you were able to make it all work, or did it work? Well, because unfortunately, my 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 marriage getting divorced, and. When you, you you look back, you realize how difficult was for those for for those years for women to balance their lives between being a, a working mothers and being wives and 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 for you also to balance your career and because you want to improve yourself because as a woman you are told that you are inferior so when you are in a job you go the extra mile to prove that you are worthy you even though you are a woman and so that tension of being involved in your work then you realize that that you left a child with your mother and very adequate and best because some people don't see that struggle that women have that they're quick to say all this uh, uh, that woman is giving priority to her work and neglecting uh, 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 her duties of raising a child. So it's that kind of tension that I would like I, will, I, 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 I our young people today who are more uh, experienced, who are so independent that they we must pause and examine because all these patriarchal uh, uh, the, uh, the patriarchal system also makes people think that you're not, uh, if you are a, a wife, your life is to bring up the children and look after your wife and, and your home. Mm. So there's that tension. And it was very hard for me to keep, uh, to maintain that that tempo mm. to such an extent that in the end, it, 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 it affected my marriage because my husband could not take it 
and uh, also on in hindsight i realized too that i was also at fault because with my fierce independence and my constant travels out of the country working uh, addressing meet and meetings talking about apartheid and 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 the plight of women it it didn't work so much for me Mm. but i was prepared to sacrifice that Reflections by, thank you, Ma. Thank you so yeah. much. Reflections by the formidable uh, Joyce Notemba Piliso Siroke. And uh, you, have to, you have to hear that because sometimes it is that very freedom that we take so for granted and remember just how much people have sacrificed for the liberation of this country. The book is out. It's called Joacha, J-W-A-R-A. And uh, Induna's Daughter, it's the name of the book, and it's just been recently um, released uh, into the stores. It's a memoir by Joyce Notemba Piliso Siroke.